0: I would strongly recommend anyone considering replacing their income. Do the work in order to get yourself in a good position where you can earn incredible income from renovating. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello everyone and it's Bernadette here and today I'm going to be talking about the three steps to going from a hobby renovator or someone who's dreamed of renovating all their life to a professional renovator for profit. Now people come at this for different reasons but usually often it's because you're not in love with your job or your business or you want to really increase your income. It's just not giving you enough cash flow. So basically what it says is you need to get professional advice from people who know your personal circumstances before you make any decisions that involve buying and renovating property. So I'm assuming that most know who I am. And I'm currently the CEO and founder of the School of Renovating and the host of the She Renovates podcast. So as I was mentioning that a lot of women in particular get into middle and late life and over their job and have a passion for creating beautiful living spaces, but have not really been able to get it together to go to get into that in a serious way. Now, when someone wants to start renovating professionally, there's usually there's those that are happy with the way they're cash they're earning a living at the moment and are wanting to build passive income for the long term. And then there are those who really have to get out of it straight away, they're over it and want to replace their income straight away. So it's that group that we're going to be talking today. I will do a session on the other aspects of renovating in the coming weeks, but today it's about renovating for cash flow. And it's really important that as women that we do take control of our income earning capacity. So it's very tempting. Like I've been married for like nearly 40 years and it's very easy to slip into the mindset that oh, I don't have to worry about that but the reality is that we all need to worry about it because what we see happening people losing their partners, their relationship breaking down, and all of a sudden they realise that they've not looked after themselves financially. And this study was done in Denmark and basically what it did, it plotted women's income from when they had their first child for the next 20 years. And what they discovered is that when we have our first baby, our capacity for earning diminishes significantly and it never recovers. So it stays like that. And you, I'm sure, would all know women that have been in that position where they've got to an age and their relationships fallen apart, and they come out worse off. And it really is because we just don't look after ourselves financially. We're not prepared to fight for ourselves. And it's when a tragedy strikes that really comes into play. And so it's, I think, really important that we all know, have the capacity to stand on our own two feet financially. And here's the thing. It's really fun. And it's especially fun if you're doing something that you love. And let's face it, renovating is something that we love and doing it in a way that you have the time and the flexibility to still have time for the things and the people that you love. So we've established now that we're looking at renovating for income straight away. But what I want to emphasise is that it does take time to build up to be able to actually chuck your job in. And so often I'll talk to people and they've already thrown their job in and then it makes it harder. It's not impossible, but it's harder. So I would strongly recommend anyone considering replacing their income. Do the work in order to get yourself in a good position where you can earn incredible income from renovating. So what I'm going to do is step through the three-step system. So the first step is to set up your renovating framework. So the structures that support you in your renovation journey The next step is to build your renovation muscle. So build your capability, your profit potential, and get really competent with renovating. And then the third step is to scale up. And that's around really, we generally start with a baseline of 100,000 profit per project. And now some people might take two projects to get that, they might make 50,000 twice before they get to that and others may get there quicker. And I'll certainly give you a couple of examples of people that have done that. But in reality, it will take you probably a couple of years to really get to a point where you're able to scale up. Okay, so first thing is your professional team. Now, this is critical, because you need to have the right brains in your court. So you need a good property accountant. You need a good property lawyer in order to review the contracts on the properties to buy, but also to help you with managing your risk and any, I guess, legal aspects that arise when you are buying and selling property. You need a broker. And the reason that you need to work with a broker is because every time you submit an application for finance, it is a record on your credit record. It's a strike on your credit record. So you really, rather than going to a bank and making application through a bank and possibly getting rejected, if you go to a broker, they will funnel your application to the lender that is going to be able to provide you with the funding. So the one most likely to say yes Thanks, Kristen, for your question. I'll answer it in a minute. And so, yeah, there are some, when you're buying, renovating and selling, there are some issues around the broker's commission structure. But on the whole, you're much better working with a broker and they can look at your position and make sure that you're in a position to be able to apply for finance and hopefully help you to navigate any Marks on your record. And then the last thing is a buyer's agent. Unless you're really, really competent at sourcing property, a buyer's agent will keep your deal flow up and will just make the process a lot easier. Now, Kristen asked, does it need to be a lawyer? Can it be a conveyancer? You can use a conveyancer for reviewing contracts. And yes, absolutely. But you will find there are times when you need the opinion and the input of a lawyer. So if you have a conveyancer, absolutely use them for your day-to-day transactions, but also have a relationship with a lawyer. So the second part of your Reno framework is your legal entity. So the entity in which you're going to operate in. Now it's highly unlikely that if you're doing a cash flow strategy, that will be your personal name for a couple of reasons. One is the risk of what you're doing because technically speaking you're conducting business and there are risks involved and but the other reason is because in order to minimize your tax because once you get I think it's about 37,000 once you're earning more than 37,000 then you, you will pay a much higher tax rate as an individual than you will in a legal entity. But what that is, what that entity is, whether it's a company, whether it's a trust, and the type of trust depends entirely on your strategy. And so that's where your property accountant comes in. The accountant will advise you and will set up the correct legal structure for your renovating. Now, I know that seems counterintuitive and you'd think you'd go to a lawyer, for that advice, but it is actually the accountant that gets you organised there. And of course, another thing to keep in mind is that once you've got that legal structure set up, you will turn over projects inside the structure and presumably pay yourself a wage and build a history for borrowing so that you get to a point where you are able to actually Borrow money without having a -A PAYG job. Well, in actual fact, you do have one, but it's just you're in control of the company. And the next thing you need to set up is your financial framework. So that's the structure with which you finance your project. Before I move on, can I just suggest that if you grant StreamYard access to your profile when you go to make comments, actually, I must open make comments. Oh, hi, Michelle. Kristen? Okay, great. And anyhow, so then the next step is setting up your financial framework. And so how I have always done it is I would have a investment loan, normally 80% LVR, but you can get higher. I don't because I don't pay lender's mortgage insurance unless I absolutely have to. And then a minimum of 30% of the value of the property now in cash or equity. Now 30% is quite low. Generally it's between 30 and 50%, but you need both of those financial elements in order to be able to complete your first project. So if you're looking at a property that's, let's say, 800,000, you're going to need a loan for 640,000 and you're going to need a money of probably about $300,000 to be able to complete a substantial renovation. Not substantial in the tax officer's interpretation, but just the general word substantial, renovation. Okay, so that's all of the three elements of setting up your reno framework. But sometimes you may not have that financial element. That's probably the biggest draw, you know, the biggest block for people in renovating, they don't have or they think they don't have the money in order to be able to do the project. And so there's two ways of approaching that. One is by doing a joint venture. Let's say you work full time, but you don't have the cash, you team up with someone that does have the cash, but they may not be able to get the loan. And you do the project together, we have quite a lot of women doing joint ventures. The other thing that we have in our women doing joint ventures is women doing joint ventures with the self-managed super fund. Now, you need to make sure that you've got help, financial help in managing the setup because the laws around setting up investing in self-managed super fund are quite specific and you don't want to cross them because the penalty is very painful But that is another advantage of doing a joint venture. But the second way is if you, let's say you've got, you haven't got either and you're really at rock bottom and you really want to get going. Well, then you can look at something like Airbnb arbitrage and that's where you rent properties and list them on Airbnb. Yeah. And you pay rent to the owner, which is probably no more than you would pay if you'd bought it. And then you get to keep the difference between what the guests pay and what you have to pay in rent. That is a very powerful strategy. So it hasn't really been on the cards for the last couple of years because of COVID. Well, really nothing's been on the cards, but it's back and it's back in full force. So that's a great strategy. One of our students, started this in a building in Brisbane, which wasn't at the time when there was a real glut. Well, I think there still is a bit of a glut of apartments in Brisbane. And so she started in one apartment block and just worked her way through from one rented property to 18. She had a cleaner that lived in the block and cleaner that lived in the block. And basically, she built her income to half a million dollars. So it's a really fantastic strategy. I would not suggest you do that. I actually think you're better with one or two and do a really good job of them. You can earn anything from like 20 to 50 to 100,000 per property, depending on the property and how you manage it. So it's a really awesome strategy. Now, Kristen's asking, is it normal to feel a bit scared about the process? Are you talking about the Airbnb or the joint venture process, Kristen? I'll move on. And when I get an answer from you on that, I'll come back and answer it. Okay. And so, and this is an example of Airbnb arbitrage. I've actually got the operators of this site coming on next week, my stream next week. So basically these two guys actually rented the presbytery of the Trentham Catholic Church. And our Wonder Women visited that site while we were on retreat and seriously it just blew us all away. But so they've rented the property, they've got a very long lease, I think it's 10 years, and they have decorated it in a way that's very eclectic but it it attracts a very enthusiastic following. So that's a great strategy if you don't have the cash flow to get started on anything much, or if you just want to boost up your cash flow and don't aren't particularly in a position to do renovations. Yeah, that's a great strategy. Okay, so the next thing is to build up your reno muscle. So you've got the structure in place, you've got someone to source your properties, you've got the legal structure, you know what strategy you're going to go for. And so now it's time to start doing the projects. And the first thing I would say is follow a system to get to your first profit as soon as you can. Now, we have a system called the 100K system, which follows a process called the Cosmetic Plus Renovation. And that's something I've developed over the last 30 years. And it's what I see as being the sweet spot in renovating. I've done a lot of structural renovations, I've never really done a lot of fully cosmetic renovations because they need a bit of, what's the word? It's hard to make money when you just put a coat of paint on and do up the kitchen. So we want to take it at an extra level and we want to really do that to reduce our risk. Okay, so following a system is important, a system for managing your trades, a system for managing your budget, a system for doing the right renos to the property. A lot of people waste money doing things that don't make them profit. And yeah, so basically do that. We have students that have had their first profit in their bank within six months of learning that system. So it's not, it doesn't take that long to learn. And as soon as you get your first one, your first project done, something happens and that is that you start to build a little bit of confidence. And I can tell you that for women in renovating, the biggest thing that's missing is confidence. We second guess ourselves. We can do this. It's not that hard, especially when you've got a system to follow. But yeah, so once you start building a bit of confidence That really helps to build your capacity. You've got to be careful that you don't get overconfident because that sometimes you make bad decisions when you're overconfident. But that first project will really set you up for what's ahead of you. And of course, what you're doing when you're in that first stage is you're also building your trade team. And a good trade team is essential. And the better, more you work on your trade team, the easier that your job will be and your profit making will be. Now, I'm just going back to Kristen and she says the renovating process, setting up the team financially, etc. Yeah, like it takes work. And that's really one of the reasons we do what we do, because we basically are able to give it all to you in a package, So and I would strongly recommend that you do a training. It doesn't necessarily need to be ours. We are the best and the reason that we're the best is because we are small and personal. So you get to ask questions directly and be supported. However, there are other trainings around and so, you know, yeah. So once you've got your first project, you start turning them over so that you build your income to a level where you're ready for the next step. Okay, so this 100k system, this is our system. These are some of the projects that I personally have done under that system. And it's very solid. And we have lots of students using that same system and getting extraordinary results. I have students that make more profit than I do. So there you go. Okay. So follow the system, establish the trade team. You want to make sure that you're on the right strategy, the right area and the right properties. And so what I mean by that is whether you're renovating houses or apartments or whether you're doing straight flips or you're adding a land component to it, all that depends on is where you're located is mainly the main thing and what's happening in the market. We have to adapt our strategies to the market. And so basically turning those projects over, building your skill and building your profit potential. Okay, just an example. This is a student that started with us 12 months ago. This was her first ever project. She used the Cosmetic Plus system. She bought a property for $531,000 using a buyer's agent that we'd hooked her up with. She did a Cosmetic Plus renovation. So when she bought it, it was a three bedroom, one bathroom and one living area. When she sold it, it was a four bedroom, two bathroom, two living areas. And she sold that property with a $280,000 profit. And that took her probably about seven months. And she's into her second project now. And she's actually doing her second project with a joint venture partner. Often renovators, particularly women, like to work with a partner just because it's more fun. It's not so lonely. And if you join up with a partner, then you increase your financial capacity. So you can go for a higher value property. Next example, this is a student in Canberra. She's doing apartments. She works with her husband. This was her first ever project. She bought it for two seventy five. dollars sold it for 420 and made over 100,000 in profit. She's currently on to her third property. And so she's starting to build her capacity. So she did two apartments very similar. Now she's on to a two-story townhouse, high price point with more profit potential. Okay, so once you've got that process down pat, you've got your professional team, you've got your trade team, you've got the system or the recipe to work to, and you've done two or three projects, then you're in a position to be able to think about scaling. And so the first place you really need to look at, can you do, start doing some wealth building projects? And with those sorts of projects, we like to go for projects that you can even go for a type of project like a micro development where you buy a property that's got a house on it, but has the capacity to subdivide. And maybe you and generally what we do is we renovate and sell the house so that it pays for the land, and then you build say two new properties on the back. But if you were going into wealth building strategy, you might sell one of the new ones that you built. For cash for you and hold the other one, and the other one will still have a higher equity in it because you've put the renovation proceeds into the deal. I'm actually going to do a session on those types of projects in the next couple of weeks, so if you're interested in that, watch out for it and the other you know wealth building strategy that you might think about is building a portfolio of airbnb properties that you own, okay. So the reason that we, it's not that we don't like long term, we definitely like to have a spread, but Airbnb does, it's, I think, more exciting to do and it's got a, there is a different element to it. It's not just owning a property. And it seems to be that as creatives, we love that. We love that creative outlet. And the great thing about Airbnb properties is you can let your creative energy run wild, whereas when you're selling a property, you have to be, you know, have remain and have broad appeal. The other thing that you can do is you can do multiple joint ventures once you build your capacity. And in fact, Michelle and I interviewed a renovator yesterday who is doing both of these things, the multiple joint ventures and offering renovation as a service she at the time of interviewing her she had 8 projects on the go and was soon to add another 2 to her portfolio so to her load and so you can imagine she would have exponentially increased her earning capacity and so that is something that you can think about once you build those initial skills but it's is really important to keep the wealth building going because that's what's going to hold you in good stead in your later years. Okay. So here we go. So these are the three steps that I, I work through. Mm-hmm. First, setting up your reno framework. Secondly, build up your reno muscle. And thirdly, scale up your reno income. Now, generally, from what... Depending on where you start, how much access you've got to finance, that process can take anything from six months to two years. But what I can say is that if you are committed, it will happen quicker. And it's it's an extremely fun way to earn a living. So that's all I've got to share with you today. And I just wanted to let you know what else I've got coming up so that If you're wanting to learn more, then you can do that here. So on the 16th of June, same place, same time, I'll be interviewing the owners of Maggie's of Trentham using the Airbnb arbitrage. On the 23rd of June, I'm going to be doing another session like this and I'll be covering how to use renovating to build a portfolio fast and in that I'll be including the microdevelopment strategy because as renovators, we absolutely love the renovating process. It's true that development uh, has, renovating development has, sorry, I've lost the plot a bit. Development is much more hands-off. You don't need to be there, you know, you don't need to be so involved. But for us, we really love that process. We love the creativity, the designing of your project, the styling, and it and so it really is designing your life around what you like to do. And if you are interested in learning more about being a woman renovating for a living, we you can join our next Women in Renovating workshop, which is in early August. We'll put a link in under this video. So Kirsten, Kirsten, what would you recommend I sign up for from your courses? My mum and dad would like to sign up for one of your courses together. Is that okay? So, Kirsten, the best thing for you to do is to make a time to chat with Michelle. Michelle is our mindset coach and renovation coach, and she is the bargain renovating queen. And you may already know Michelle, but I would suggest that you book in a call with Michelle and she will help you and your parents navigate the best way for you to come into our gorgeous community. Thank you for coming on today. And Louise, Louise Shervington is a rock star, just saying, a renovating rock star. And I agree with you, Louise, Maggie's was amazing. I personally don't like clutter, but I could not believe, I've not been able to stop thinking about it. It's Kirsten Ronan. Well, on that note, I will love you and leave you. Have a great day. See you next week. If you want to meet up with a group of Savvy Renovating, I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not. Savvy Renovators, I'll say. Come over and join She Renovates. It's completely it's free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a 1,000 members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member and then ask, comment and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.